And we're live. Hi, Andy. Hi, Sam. So once again, <laughs> it's just us, the only two who really care. Or just have nothing better to do. Well, that's true. It's a Kyle certain psychosis. To, Kyle had to travel for yeah, the holiday. Whatever that means. Well, you know, fireworks are legal in Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sure he, that's why he went there. He's uh, he's at Lake, uh, what was it, one of Squamport from The Simpsons? <laughs> Give me a box of condoms, a bottle of old Harper, and some illegal fireworks, and uh, and a hustler. So since the last time we did this, yep. right, the Cubs have won once, once, <laughs> twice. <laughs> what do you think they... the temperature is? One. <laughs> okay, yeah. I want to start. I got, I got a thing. All right, good. Is that all right? Do you mind if I just jump right in here? Yeah, you're not allowed. Okay, I'm being the new guy. Yeah, so, Theo Epstein's on the radio today. He likes to talk, and I like the fact that he likes to talk because he usually has something to say. And he alludes to, well, the next month, the next three weeks, are going to tell the tale, even with the extended trade deadline or whatever. And he says, you know, if we were 10 games below behind some hot team or if we don't play well, you know, we, we might look at selling. I ask you, Mr. Dolan, what does this team sell? How does it sell? What is the what? Where are they going with that? Um, they have no choice but to make the most of this season. Now, if they did say, "Well, we're not going to give up our prime prospects," and I don't even know how long that list is, that's okay. But this team is built to compete every year. You can't just say, "Oh, yeah, we're going to back it up." They don't. They can't back it up. There's nothing to back it up with. So well, to me, that's. And the- then didn't he give the the example? I didn't I didn't actually hear it, but I read people. Well, I didn't listen about to the show. I don't listen to that oh. show. I got better things. Well, I don't to either. Do. So neither yeah. one of us did. But we'll talk I about. Was what we think I was calling along on Twitter. Yes. Um, and he said it before that he was going to sell in 2017. They were going to trade Jake and Wade, but then they didn't, and instead right. they they traded four Q and they got to the NLCS. You know, which you is can't really bad. argue. Um. So they've never really been. <clears throat> they haven't tried to do this, but yeah. I think you're right. This te- this is not a team built to, you know, they're not, even if they did, they're not rebuilding. Right. You, you trying to patch, rebuilding. They're still trying to just, even if you make a, a relatively big trade, you're still just trying to patch the team you have because that's the team you're going to have next year. You're not- right. I mean, let's be honest. Let's, we're going to get to your list for, for those who don't know. Andy's got a list of tradable cubs. It's well, not you're pretty. The only- you're the only one who would know. You're the only one I told. Right. So I'm letting in everyone in the secret now. Yeah. Whoever's actually bothering to listen to this. So you're not you're not moving Bryant, Rizzo, Contreras, Bias. Like you're not. You're just not. That would that would be nonsensical. So they're they're the core of your team next year, and with that core, you would expect to be competitive. I would imagine John Lester as a full no trade. Yes. Um, yes. There are there are four guys you cannot trade, no matter how bad you want to. Even if even if you found somebody who wanted them, right? Lesser, Hayward, Kimbrell, and you. And you're not. You wouldn't be trading Kimbrell or anyway. Kimbrell doesn't have a no trade, but it's you just signed him, and you're not allowed <laughs> to trade him that fast. Right. That that wouldn't make any sense. I can't. I mean, you could try and get Lester to waive it, I suppose, but he's not going to do that. And why should he? Well, he'd go one place. Braves? No, I think he'd go back to Boston. I don't think they'd want him. No, they won't. That's why you're not going to trade him. Yeah. And you do more harm asking him than... Okay. Let's detour for a sec. 
We'll get back to your trade list. So I wrote this piece today, and it was basically in defense of your guy, Joe Madden. Because they've already tried to pin some things on him last offseason. And the gist of the piece was they came out and said, well, the players have told us they would like more batting practice. They would like less days where we show up late, um, less shenanigans. We want to be more tuned in. We kind of want to tone down the Joe Madden-isms of how he runs a baseball team. They said all this. So this is what they've produced in that atmosphere. They're even less locked in, even less tuned in than they were last year. Really silly baseball at times. Really bad baseball at times. So to me, you can't blame Joe Madden twice. This is something on the players. But I can't figure out which players I'm talking about. I mean, is Anthony Rizzo a clubhouse cancer? No, there's no way. And I apologize for using that term. You know, it's not Chris Bryant. It's not Javi Baez. It's not Wilson Contreras. Here's my, not to interrupt you, but here's my think. Here's what I think happened. Okay. I think when you saw how pissed off Theo was, I think Theo was leading the witnesses. <laughs> he's a very dominant personality, even yes. though he he uh, he he likes to everybody think he's shy. For a shy yeah. guy, he goes on the radio a lot. Yeah, he's also. I the have a feeling he it was a lot of. Don't you think it would have been better if you guys had taken more batting practice? Don't you think it would have been better <laughs> if you guys actually got to the park earlier and worked on stuff? Don't right. you think? And he's got a bunch of guys who are you know, uh huh. I I can't I can't tell you I don't know who it would be if there was somebody there who came in and said you know what we need to do we need to take more batting practice we right. need to do more of this we need to do more of that because honestly Joe doesn't really prevent them from doing it no they can I mean, get you to can the park still do it fact, they he, like. there were guys he would yell at because they would still come and do it anyway and not yell right. at you know he's Joe right. it had to be cool and um so I never bought that I felt like that was Theo venting and yeah. the media believes everything he says right. They don't think he ever exaggerates. Yeah. I bet see Theo perhaps is the only front office guy in town. I'll throw Ryan Pace on there too, I guess. He's not a bus toss guy. I mean, I don't think he is. No, I don't think he is either. I mean, he usually owns up to what he thinks is wrong, and he did so today. Although I don't know what he was supposed to do this offseason because we know he had his hands tied by uh, the Omaha Hillbillies. (laughs) But, uh, you know, I – so I don't think he's trying to shift the blame. But, like, you know, even wh- whether it was the players or leading the witnesses who say, they've, they've attempted to tone down what makes Joe Madden very Joe Madden. And they said, all right, we're going to – you know, we're going to expect you to act a little more professional. And this is what they've gotten. They've gotten a team that has just not been at the races. And they sort of look like a team that is trying to get its manager fired. I know what that looks like. I've been a Cubs fan long enough. But you've already done that. I mean, I, I, I don't – you can't keep I, – I, I don't, I don't want to say complacency, but that's what it sort of feels like. But I don't know who you'd punt to wake everyone up because you just can't really lose those guys. Well, I, I, I think it's really kind of weird that they – I mean, it's great to have this young core that they dreamt on forever, mm-hmm. but they haven't really supplemented it ever. Not very well. I mean, they tried. I guess they got Hayward. They thought that was going to be something. It wasn't. And, so, wrist. and the idea that they were all going to be good was ridiculous. So, 
Yeah, only it's the whole the whole idea was not good, and that's Russell. Like I, I, you and I will defend Schwarber till you know the end of time. I don't think Al- I don't think Albert's good. Oh no, Albert's not good either. But I don't know that he was ever considered. Well, part but they of never the... bothered to get another anybody else to play his position though. Not not yet. I mean, if you looked at it and said, "All right, we don't think Albert's as good as we thought," but that's okay. We don't need right. <laughs> we don't need anybody to stand out there in center field. Well, it. and the other thing was Albert and Russell, to a lesser extent, were both rushed to the majors. Albert never hit in the minors, really. No. So, I mean, like Brian and Schwarber and 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 Rizzo earlier, like they they let them have success earlier in the minors. Well, and those were the college guys. Yeah, it's the well, two Rizzo didn't go to college. Well, no, but he was, you know, he's, he he didn't come as he'd already played for the Padres right. before they got him. Yeah, so that's like playing for a college baseball team, basically. Yeah, the old San Diego, the Padres. old San Diego Padres. But yeah, I mean, Zobrist, I, I think that's an absence that uh, is a little bigger than people think because they want to take time to laugh at his divorce. And fair enough, I'll, I'll laugh at Juliana Zobrist, you know, in, in my time. But like he backs you up at second, he backs you up in right, he backs you up in left. He does really stretch the lineup. And even though, even if an ideal situation, he's only going to play 100, 120 games, you forget that he hit like you know 310 last year or whatever. Yeah, I mean that's a it's a well, noticeable. They they this this roster was built with the idea that he was going to play right at least half the games. So that's a big absence. And the thing is, you could totally do this absence on the ground. You could say, like, if I don't want to be a conspiracy theorist and say something is broken in the clubhouse and it's Lester with its fried chicken and video games again. But Brian hasn't hit for any power since he ran into Jason Hayward and the concrete wall that he is. (laughs) Rizzo has actually been pretty terrible in June, going into July now. Uh, And these guys... I, I I mean I don't want to say Teflon. They don't they shouldn't be criticized. They're allowed bad months, but this team is built with the idea that those guys are going to be great. Yeah, and they can't when your lineup is as thin as theirs is, right. They can't to, they, they can't not be. be good. Right. They can not be great for a month, but they can't not be good when they're not great because right. then you don't score any runs. And they're not. Because uh, this lineup really has four people in it. Sometimes five. Sometimes if, five. If Kyle is hitting, you have five. Otherwise, you've only got four guys. And then you there's know, a lot of outs at the bottom of that you, lineup. You've got Hayward hitting now. Yeah. Even though he's hurt that, now. That should, be, that should be the cherry on the Sunday. It's like, right. crap, even this guy's hitting. And instead, it's like, oh, my God, I hope he gets a big hit because we, right. need, we need him to do it. Right. But even if Hayward's hitting, you have a hole in either right or center, wherever he's not playing. Yep. You're getting um, nothing out of second base. And you're getting nothing out of second base. Now you can, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not as passionate as some who are the uh, play Bodie every day crowd. And uh, I think he should play more. And then you can put Brian and Wright and, and see if it works. I mean, he's been average. Bodie. Well, honestly, you need him to, it's almost indefensible to have him not play second base. It's not indefensible because I was looking this up the other day. I did my research. Okay. And even though he's not hitting in the least, if he played enough innings to qualify, Addison Russell would be the second best defensive second baseman in uh, the league by fan measures. So if they're saying, well, we need his defense, especially when Hendricks or some other ground ball pitchers on the mound, I'll buy that. But then you've got to figure out what you're doing in right or center field. Yeah. Um, so, but even, even – <laughs> I mean, how many lineups 
you know, it's the Astros and the Dodgers and the Yankees, and that's it, who go like one through nine or one through eight. So, you know, if they have six or seven guys, that, that should be enough to me. Um, well, you pair that, though, with a right what is right now a patchwork starting staff and yes. a bad bullpen. You've made patchwork. And you need to score more runs right. than you have been. You can't score as many or a tick down and win those games. No. And it's funny though, they made it Theo made a big deal. And it's because it's frustrating, right? Because it happens all the time. It didn't happen tonight, but it happens all the time. They get behind early. But we've seen this before. Yeah. They went through that huge stretch in 2017 where they always did it. They were down five nothing like for three straight weeks. And you know, they managed to get they managed to still win games enough right. while that was happening, and then they got over it somehow. I mean, they're they're not out of anything. No, they're which is the good story. And like, and I yeah. still think they're the best. I think they're the best team. Yes, in the I division. Do too. And so the and, idea that they would sell is laughable. I mean, well, and that, that that'll bring it all back. I I think part of the reason, and I don't, you know, there's no great team in the NL Central, but they're all cannibalizing each other. I mean, I don't, does anyone have a really superior record against the division? I don't think so. So no, they all weren't they all under five hundred in June or five hundred or worse, <laughs> right? And, but they're all division. They're all playing each other too. So, um, it's weird. I don't I don't know what the disconnect is. And if you're right, if if Theo is was leading the witness, as you put it, and and I'm not ruling that out. That actually sounds incredibly plausible. Well, then go ahead and fire your manager, right? Like you just if you're like this doesn't work, and I'm gonna pee pee slap him anyway. I'm basically stripping him of his authority. Yeah. Well, it's so you know if, and this is where, given the press conference after the season, mm-hmm. everybody expected, holy shit, they're gonna make huge changes. They're gonna spend money. Right. They're gonna trade people that we never thought they'd trade. They may very well fire their manager. Yeah, which if they'd signed Bryce Harper, they'd be exactly where they are now. <laughs> like, except everybody, be, except everybody, could just blame it on Bryce. Right, right. Well, they tried. Just, yeah, they right. got Bryce, and he sucks, and it's his fault. Right. Um. But they made all that noise, and then they didn't do anything. Nope. Not least. In fact, they got worse, and we knew they got worse. I mean that. Well, how much? And not only they? did they, not only did they have a shitty bullpen, but they somehow managed to start the season with one where nobody had any. I guess Carl was the only one who had any minor league options, so they couldn't even do the thing where like so they're doing now. Which the is shuttle. They couldn't even do the shuttle early in the season because they couldn't shuttle anybody without losing them. Then they got to the point where they realized that some of these guys were so bad it didn't fucking matter if you lost them or not. So they were happy to <laughs> they were happy to, to put them on waivers and try to send them down to Iowa. Right. Yeah, way, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't. I don't see it as a team that should be any worse than last year. In fact, it should be better because supposedly you had a healthy Bryant and you have a healthy Darvish. Yeah, and you had. And you had Hamels for a whole season. And you have Hamels for a whole season. And he, I mean, until his he, side fell off. Until, until his side went to the other side. And now he's probably out till August. And there's nothing to worry about with that injury. It's not like it's the one he had in 2017 that then lingered until right. August of 2018. Yeah, that made him bad. Yep. So, yeah, I don't um, – and the problem is now if you're, if you're going if – they, if they barf until the All-Star break, you're they lose one more to Pittsburgh and lose both to the White Sox, whatever. And they want to make a move. Well, who, who's going to take over this team? You're, you're going to turn this over no. to Mark Loretta? No. So, I mean, I, I think they back themselves into a corner here. We're not going to find a better manager. You just no. you have to. They have to just stop. 
Um, you basically have to let Joe be Joe. Yeah. You know, let him do the job and get out of the way. And if you want to then let him wander, waddle off at the end of the season, you do that. Right. And then you're getting rid of him. I guess you could, could you dig up Jack McKeon? He's still alive, right? He's always around. Yeah. You sit there with an unlit cigar in his if, mouth. Yeah, I mean, if you there. want a seriously run team with no bullshit, I guess that's the guy you dig up for half a season. Maybe we can get, instead of having Dave Kaplan pine for Joe Girardi, we can get him to advocate Ozzie Guillen. That's just the kind of edge that the Cubs would need to get over the hump. Joe, Joe Girardi and Theo Epstein would last for like a month. Like, isn't Girardi, they, wouldn't get, they wouldn't get like, to the interview. Isn't Girardi like the anti- uh, analytics manager guy, like who runs this team, he's wow. hell on young players. I remember that. He's got that binder. I don't know yeah. what's in the binder, but it's big, and he refers to it often. Right. I mean, he he coached himself out of New York, and they loved him. Yes. He that they replaced him with a barely sentient te- broadcaster. Right. <laughs> <laughs> just, look at them now. Basically, just sits there in the corner of the dugout, and they just beat the shit out of everybody. So, well, that's how it should work. That's yeah. how it should work here. Yeah. Your manager should just set the lineup and get out of the way. And here's here's the other like if you're gonna go into next year and hire everyone's buddy, David Ross, which they've been making noise about for years, how do you expect this to get like more in tune? He's not gonna yell at anybody, he's uh-huh. not gonna tune anybody up. He's just gonna sit there and pretend he's a player. It'll be dusty all over again. He can just well, he'll be busy playing grab ass with Lester and Rizzo in the dugout all the time. Yeah. So go, they need to find their own barely sentient broadcaster. <laughs> like I said, sentient. <laughs> bring didn't, them, even, didn't even get the word right. Bring coom, bring coom dog down. <laughs> anyway, let's, let's, get, get to, let's get to your list. Let's get them runs. All right. So I very hastily, I jotted down the entire 40-man roster. Oh, God. There were people on it that I didn't remember. Okay. That's never a good sign. Uh, Alan Webster. Did you know he's still a thing? Uh, isn't he he's on, hurt or something? He's on the 60-day DL. Okay. Place for him. Um, so he was on there. Needless to say, I did not put him in any of the tradable categories. Okay. Um, so anyway, so I broke them down into, well, there is a category, which is untradable. Right. A lot, a lot of people in that. 16 of them out of the 40 are in that category. <laughs> um, but for various reasons, right? They're not all the same reason. No, that one is pretty much the reason, is that okay. no one would want them. No one would um, want them. Not that they're a centerpiece. It includes the- people, I won't give the whole list, but it includes people like um, Xavier Cedeno, oh um, Dylan Maples. Randy Rosario. Sure, a lot of teams would be like, ooh, that's a great arm. Why don't you keep him for a while, and then maybe you figure out, and then we'll take him later. Um, um, I would love to see him get more than one start every time, he, or one appearance every time he comes up before he gets sent back down, but that's just me. Oh, we got to keep um, Randy Rosario. Yes, because you need that lefty. Randy, yet another lefty who doesn't get lefties out. He doesn't so get anybody perfect. out. He's a perfect. Well, that's right. He doesn't get anybody out. But maybe if he only got lefties out, he'd have value. Right. Well, Not getting doesn't. anybody out. Okay. I'm leaning back now. I'm ready. All right. Good. All right. So the four categories they came up with are the untouchables. Okay. Um, close to untouchable. I didn't put a lot of thought into these names. I can tell. Some trade value. <laughs> And dubious trade value. <laughs> okay. Dubious trade value has quite a few names. I'm sure. So I I only put two names in the untouchable list. Brian Rizzo. You've one of those two. 
Brian and Baez. I put Baez and Rizzo in the untouchables. Okay. For the only reason being that those not only they're Bryant, Rizzo, and Baez are obviously their three best players. Yes. At some point, they're going to have to figure out if they think they can actually keep Chris Bryant. If they think he's going to be a thirty million dollar player, if 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 a he's they're going to want to pay him what he is, and b if they're going to get a chance to pay him, or if they're just worried that we're going to ride this whole thing out, we're going to end up with a draft pick because (laughs) Boris is just going to take him to free agency come hell or high water. Now he's not a guy that you would trade. It would be moronic to trade him in season. And it would be moronic to trade him anytime before the year. He has just as much value the year before he's a free agent as he does now. So It'd be moronic well just... to trade him full stop. Well, like, yes. I'm not yeah, saying that but, I would actually do it. Boris is going to take him to free agency. That's what he does. But then you simply just outbid. You, you hand him what he wants. And I, I don't care if that's Mike Trout's contract. You, you figure it out. What if he doesn't want to, to play with you? Well, you better. I, guess, I mean, I. Okay, but I I can't. Fa- okay, I love Chris Bryant, but let's be honest: the run the water doesn't run very deep there. <laughs> I can't oh, imagine. On. He's can't- their he's their player rep, so he's <laughs> clearly the smartest guy on the team. Okay, we all know the player rep gets chosen because, like, oh, I don't want to do this. Yeah, because well, guy. basically, it was Kyle Hendricks said, "Fuck it, I don't want to do this anymore." <laughs> right, it's your turn. You go. So to the I meeting. can't I can't imagine that Bryant ever gets emotional enough to decide I don't want to play here anymore. Because what? They manipulated my service time? Like, he's just not that guy. What if he just wants to play? What if he doesn't like Chicago? Who doesn't he like just wants Chicago? To play? Oh, there's got to be somebody. He wants to go to San Diego? He's going to be a Dodger. Why would he want to be a Dodger? Because they win? Well, yeah. I mean, I guess, like, that would be by the time Justin Turner would be retiring, but, like... See, it's all lining up. Okay, but I'm not really trading. Not trading any of those. Things. You're not. You're, I, put Brian on your unmovable list. But anyway, all right. Anyway, okay. So we're done. We're done with the untouchable. For the purposes of this, of this, at least at the very least, this current trade. Now you give me all the spilkis. Like we're only gonna get two more years of Chris Bryant. What the hell? I'm just saying that if you're big brain Theo, you got to think of this stuff. Isn't he a free agent in 2021 too, though? Well, that's true. He's going to walk out, and then all the players are going to leave. And then the Ricketts are going to be standing there like, what happened? And it really is going to be the 85 Bears. Yeah. Well, maybe they can. Is there a Tobin somewhere they can dig up? <laughs> Bill, <laughs> Vince, will take any of them. There's always a Tobin. Um, all right. <laughs> Complete with the manager doing all the commercials. Um, all right. Okay, so there's your untouchable list. All right, so my close to untouchables. And I was I was laughing. I put the first name down, but it's um, maybe before last night it would have been so funny. But they're not going to trade Adbert. No, it's like holy shit! They? They've actually got a good young pitcher. They yeah. developed him themselves. Not going to trade Adbert. Yeah, they're watching the other one on the south side today. They're not letting me get another one go. So you're not going to trade Kyle Hendricks. Yeah. You sign him to a nice cushy contract, very affordable contract, I might add. You're not going to trade Wilson because he's good and cheap, and those are the best kind. Let's hang. Let's hang on there a second. Now I'd say it's very unlikely, but Contreras is a little older than you think. It's like twenty-eight, right? Well, yeah, he spent a lot of time in uh... in the minors. Those are catcher miles. He is well, not. They're not all catcher miles because he jacked around a third base for a couple. Right. Of years. He. I mean, he's a great hitter. 
His defense is going backwards and probably is not going to get better. You've got Caratini and you've got Amaya behind him, right? In the system. Is that his name? Is that That's his concept? name. Yeah. I don't uh... I don't know how he's he's far away, but he's yes. there. Is Contreras that untouchable? No, he's not only untouchables. Well, right, but is he like if you were gonna try and make a splash? This list are people that you would uh, you would listen to people. You would you would listen. If somebody called, you would say, What would you give me? Right. Okay. That's where I'd put him. Okay, fair enough. Oh, Jesus Christ. Well, I'm just looking at this core. This no, sorry, team. I wasn't Jesus Christing you. I was, well, right I was Jesus most, Christing you, but why you, not why do. are you? I mean, I'm I'm if they want to do the Garcia Parra thing or like trade something that seemed untouchable to just get everyone to pay attention again to make it clear that like there's a sense of urgency at all. Oh God. Um, That's what I was. Yeah. I'm behind you here. Thanks to (laughs) screaming. Um, I think he's the, he's probably the one you can most afford to lose. Well, I hope you get a catcher back then. Probably would be. I, well, I wouldn't trust Caratini every day. Oh, you yeah, can't but. have Vic playing more than twice a week. <laughs> and twice <sighs> might be pushing it. Melky Cabrera. My God. Really? <sighs> but see, I also put in the last guy in that list, I put a Schwarber. Because he's another guy that if people offer, if he gave you a good offer for it, you certainly should listen to it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm not, well, I'm less married to it now than because I don't think they have the depth behind him that I once did. Yeah, who would play left field if he doesn't play left field? I mean, he plays every day for two reasons. A, he's better equipped than he used to be. B, they don't have anybody else to play right. out there. Like the they, trading, can barely, the, they can barely stock right and center. They can't the, open another hole. The trading Schwarber thing made more sense when I thought Hap might be good and Eloy was still around. Like now, like you're, it's basically ride or die with Schwarber. And then as you say, if you, I mean, you'd listen. If you get a great offer, you can't turn around. Fine, but I, I'm I'm more of the opinion that you'd be selling for seventy five cents on the dollar. Yeah. Well, and the thing about the Nomar trade, and I I got ahead of this. I wrote my column before everybody else wrote theirs. Okay. Um, David Haw wrote it yesterday. That was nice. It was a month late, like normal. I mean, the, Nomar. There, there was another reason they were willing to trade Nomar. They, he he was coming off a fucked up wrist. Yeah. And a leg. The- and they, the they were not convinced he was going to be able to stay healthy, and then he didn't. No, so first and crotch tops. It was it was a it was a headline grabbing trade. I think it did kind of slap the team in the face a little bit, but it was not really all that risky because no. they didn't want to keep him. Right, and so they were getting value for an asset that they were going to let walk, and it was just, it ended up being the, the absolute right thing to do because they got a shortstop who had two legs. Who could and then the they ball. played. Who, then they played much better after that. And ended up, you know, I guess they won a World Series. I, they did. I haven't heard much about that. No, not at all. It's kind of melted into the pages of history. Okay, so then there's my some value category. Some value. These are guys that so like some one hold. Of, one of them's hurt now, so that makes it tough. Okay, but these are guys you could trade, and teams would be like, "Oh, you're going to trade that guy? You can trade right now, not in the offseason, yes. like right now." Okay, so here's what I've got: Steve Ciszek. Yeah, I mean, people would look at him. He's not. He obviously he's not a closer, but he's a he's a dependable reliever. People would give you something for him. Nothing much, but something. Cole Hamels, who had he stayed healthy, and you decided that you really did want to pull the cord, you could get a nice return for Cole, but now you can't. Now you can't. 
Jose Quintana. Yeah. Because he still has the he still has another year after this on his affordable contract, which makes him even that much easier to trade. More so if he strings another two or three starts together like Saturdays. Yep. Pedro Strope. Who you would I don't who I don't think you would trade, but yeah, he's got value. Yeah, I don't, I don't want Pedro Strope out of my life. But you're right. Someone would you put him on the market, someone would be interested. And amazingly to me, Brandon Kinsler, who was also resuscitated to trade value. But if you look at this list, the saddest thing about it is it's middle relievers mm-hmm. who you don't get shit for. <laughs> yeah. No. That's what th- this is the de- and you also have a terrible bullpen. You get a so single- if you're trying to fix your team by trading the three relievers you have that you can count on. Right. It doesn't really help. So that's, this is not. Well, painting. I don't know. You can count on C check, but that's a single. You, all of those get you maybe a single A lottery ticket. Yeah, you don't most. get anything that's going to help you. Which is why fixing the bullpen shouldn't have been all that hard, and still might not be because you don't really have to give up that much. Right. Like, what's Aaron I mean, Bummer going to cost you? Nothing. Right. I mean, if you look at it and say, right, "We need another team's Pedro Strope." Right. You know from what you could expect to get for Pedro that it's not going to cost you very much to get somebody else's Pedro. No. So just go do that. <laughs> and then there's the dubious trade value list, which starts with Addison Russell. Who, none. I don't think it's dubious. I think that's none. Yeah, there's that one team that would be like, okay, I guess, you know, it's the cloud has passed at least the daily. Hang on. Let me, let's, let me stay right there. And I know the answer to this, but I'm going to put it out there. If the Cubs were true to their work, and said they and are truly invested in his development as a person. You can't trade. No, you can't because you're his support system. You're his you're support the, system. You're the thing that is keeping him from this is that is guiding him back to being a productive right. member of society. Whatever that whatever that track is. You can't foist him on another yeah. team. You can't you can't uh, you can't undo all that structure. And if you trade him, you're simply admitting to everyone that all it was was a baseball interest interest only. And that exactly. all, everything else you said about him and you said about Melissa was all window dressing. You were just trying to get what you thought could be your star shortstop back. And if so you trade him, so they, I don't, I, he has dubious trade value. Yes, probably you could find one team to be like, we can, we can rehabilitate him and we can on the field and off the field. You can probably find one team. Yeah, it was somebody who would be willing to put up with the PR backlash you get when you first make the trade. That's why you trade him to Tampa. Realizing, well, there's no PR. Like, yeah, yeah, that's true. But realizing that the Cubs have already borne the biggest brunt of that, right? Because they were the first team to bring him back. So yours is going to be you're going to get some, but it's going to be less, and it goes away. Very. I mean, there are a lot value. of people who still hate Addison and always will, but but there's not the daily holy shit. Why is this guy still on the team? thing it, it it's you you it, you can't maintain that it has to exhaust itself right and if he ever does anything remotely bad again then he's just gone right very dubious value though it's yes, very dubious here's very just dubious. as dubious because i think the only people who think that he's that he's been pitching better lately are joe who never thought he wasn't pitching well at all amazingly and uh jim deshays brad brock very dubious. Yes, it's very dubious. As well, are the, and this whole list is very dubious. Well, well there's one guy on it. I'll I give. Think. I'll give Brock. Two guys on it are, are are I think absolutely tradable. I'll give the rest Brock are this not of late, and these are only the last two outings. For some reason, Joe Madden has now used him as a multi-inning mop-up guy, which he's not. No. So he threw what fifty pitches in Cincinnati or something. Well, and, and the. Then, 
when well, I mean, two days in, later he tried to give him, he brought him in Pittsburgh to throw another thirty five. Yeah, what, and the, the dumb thing about that, it looked like he was doing the thing where, with Adbert blowing up early, you bring in a you bring in one of your middle relievers to get you out of that inning, right? While one of your long relievers warms up, you only have so one then that long guy comes in to start the next full inning and he pitches as long as he can. Right. But Brock came out again to pitch the next inning when they were still when they had crept back into the game, partially because he had driven in a run himself. Yeah, amazingly. And then he, of course, gives that run right back to the opposing pitcher. My other problem, and this is the only mistake I'm going to put on Joe for this streak. And I don't know how it it's not. I don't think it's a huge part of this streak. The streak is like six weeks long now. And I wrote about it today was I don't I didn't understand why you would go to a six man rotation right after one of your starters got hurt. Like Hendricks goes, got hurt. He's like, okay, we're going to go with six guys. Like, but you just lost a guy. So now you're voluntarily going into your depth. Yeah. Because like, it, so- it sounds like the, they were, they've been thinking about it before Hamels right. got hurt. Or Hendricks got hurt. Or Hendricks got hurt. They were thinking about it because they like to do it around this time of the year. And it was mostly to get Quintana an extra day. Right. Which is fine. But then, Hendricks but there got are hurt. ways to get Quintana an extra day right. without then, having to go to a six man rotation for three weeks. Now, Chatwood hasn't been that good, but he's an actor. He's another long guy besides Montgomery. So, one of these games where your starter is blown up, whether it was Alzale or whoever blew up that well, day, it was the Chatwood, other one was Hamels left after one inning. Right. Hamels left. So, Chatwood is an option there. And even if he eats it, he can go out there for five or six. Yeah, minutes. and he only has to he eats it, and then your rest of your bullpen is ready to go the next day. Right. But when you've crammed him into the rotation, then you don't have him. You don't have him. They and should have just brought him in anyway. Guys. You said, "Look, man, you're going to have to lose your start, but we need to do this." Well, last night they did send him down. Was it last? Whatever night it was, I've lost all track. Two nights ago, yeah. they all look they the same did, now. They sent him down to the bullpen because they right. were, they were, they would have used him if they hadn't decided to go to Descalso. All right. Okay, Next so up on the dubious trade value uh, list. Dubious trade value list. Albert Elmora. Yeah. Somebody would there. give you something. For somebody you're not going to get much. If only for his glove. He, he has one plus skill. I don't know how because he can't run, but he's a plus center fielder. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. He must just be the most instinctual right. outfielder of all time. <laughs> of all time. To somehow get himself in the right position and to I catch suppose the ball. That's, that's, at this point, that's Russell's value. He's a plus defender. So that's some value. Yes, but Albert comes without any of the baggage. So he, right. you'd he actually just, get, you could actually get a human in he back just, in return for him. He just comes with hair. Um, I'm putting him on the list, even though I was going to leave him on the, the untradeable one. Because I think somebody would take would give you something for him is Ian Happ. There's got to yeah. be another team who's like, they're, why are the Cubs, why why are they just letting him wallow in AAA? Isn't he we'll like get him. We'll fix him. Two ten down there. It's not good, especially when you look at who what at, at what Robel Garcia and Mark Zagunas hit at AAA, and then you look at Ian Happ, and you're like, buddy, it can't be that fucking hard to hit, <laughs> buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get our shit together. Isn't the, isn't the PCL also known for like its hitters' parks? Yes, and. Apparently, the if you think the ball is juiced in the big leagues, it's a super ball, right? It's super, it's super well, because, fun ball because you have more clowns tossing it towards you. <laughs> that's true. Yes, they throw ball one, ball two, fastball down the middle. That's the one you swing at. Yeah. But apparently, Ian is swinging it at the first two pitches, and then he doesn't know what to do. Yeah. Um, our my, my favorite middle reliever, maybe yours, Carl Edwards Jr. Yeah, it still has value. 
But again, so these got, aren't these aren't franchise turning values. Well, no, this is even. We I mean, think about it, we couldn't come up with with you weren't going to get a good return for the previous list. Right. This list is worse. <laughs> this than that. list is worse. Mike Montgomery. No, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, he's left-handed, so. Yeah. But he doesn't get lefties out at all. He doesn't get anybody out right now. No, he really doesn't get lefties out. Yeah. I mean, is that OPS is like fifteen hundred against bad. lefties. Bad. It's amazing. And you almost think Joe keeps putting him out there because it's like, well, he's the law of averages is right. going to get somebody out. And right. Then, he's due. Then he does like last night where he basically ends the game with a three run homer. Yeah. Victor Caratini. Yeah. Okay. He's a you know a switch hitting backup catcher. There's value there. So Some, you get somebody for him. Think it could be a starter. I told you the last two guys on the list you get somebody for. And then, because he's got that exciting contract, David Bodie. That has to cut into his value just because teams are like, why do we have to pay him real money? He hasn't fucking done anything yet. I don't think $3 million is real money to these teams, but okay. Well, it depends who you're shopping him to. Yeah. But you would get you would get a, somebody for David Bodie. Okay, so maybe what we established is they can't change the team with the guys they can trade. No, they'd have to trade Chris Bryant. Yeah, and they're not going to do that. So when it, so when we all sit around and like, ooh, what are they going to do? What are we going to do with the trade deadline? They're not going to do shit that shakes the team up because they literally they can't do it because the players the players they're willing to trade have very little value. I'm gonna okay, I'm gonna play your fantasy for just five minutes because it's all I can do for my mental health. If you Put Bryant on the block. Let's say, let's fill it out. You say, okay, we'll trade him to the Dodgers. I mean, what what return are you looking for? We start with Verdugo. Yeah, right? you get Alex Verdugo. Keep going. And? Or Walker Bueller. I want them both. Okay, you want them both. Well, you're getting Chris Bryant. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, I, and I, that might not Starts be enough. with those two, and then let me look at your, let me peruse your Albuquerque roster, and I'm taking your two best prospects. Okay. And who, if you don't fucking like out, it, then you who, can't have it. Who actually turn out good, unlike Well, the, the problem is they'll come into the Cub organization then and, <laughs> and they'll immediately be derailed. Right, and get off whatever drugs the Dodgers put them on. And yeah, okay. Anyway, that's 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 private. That's not happening in the middle. No, of the it's season. not happening. That's the and see, that's it's the not problem. happening. The period. only the only move you could make that would help you would you're not going to you're still not going to recoup his value, especially not this year. So you're worse. Mm-hmm. The only Chris Bryant trade that makes sense is the year before he's a free agent, and it's one that gets you multiple players that you're going to build your next five years around. So they have they have nobody to trade. All right, then. So we've, we've established that. So if you're Theo Epstein right now, you're, no offense, but you're a whole lot handsomer, and you're Theo Epstein. He's a very handsome man. Yes, he is. And you're sitting He's in that chair. He's losing his hair, though. I've got yeah, all well, mine. Yeah, well, common affliction amongst the very charming. I know. Yes. Um, what are you doing this season? What are you doing with the rest of the season? Because I don't think it matters how well they play. This team is built to try and compete. I, and I, I feel like the choices should be Really go in and try and win, or like kind of try and tinker, yeah. but there is no selling, and I don't think there's any standing pat. I mean, no. you can't just keep rolling these guys out. I think you have to. I think you have to. I think you finally have to upgrade. You need another outfielder. Well, it's a center fielder. Yeah. You're you're always field, playing an right outfielder field. short. Yeah. You need another outfielder, and you need to keep fixing the bullpen. So those are two moves you have to make. But fixing the bullpen's easy. Right, but you have to do it. I'm saying you, you can't it. just you can't just yeah. go. Well, all right. Yeah, you need to. You need one. Or you two only more have because there there is only there is one true trade deadline this year. 
You have 28 days to do it. Mm-hmm. Is it July 31st? That's the official one they didn't yeah, move. They didn't like move August? Which doesn't make any sense. Right. It should be like August 15th or something. Yes. If you're going to get rid of the waiver deadline, then the waiver trade one, then you should have moved the regular one back two weeks to split right. the difference. And they didn't do that. And they will someday. Right. And it's like, well, why didn't you fucking do it at the beginning when everybody knew you needed to do it? I don't think there's a terrible amount of names out there that are going to move the needle here. Eric Sogard is not, it's not too much for me. <laughs> and I love nerd power, but the, uh, the metrics behind what he's doing do not bode well. So I don't know where you're going to get this outfielder. Just get, why don't you just get Dan Vogelbach back? Play him in center field. <laughs> he covers a lot of ground just standing still out there. It'd be fine. Yeah, I mean, are you going to go get Brandon Crawford and then move Bryant to right? Well, I guess that's the other thing you could do. You could get an infielder and make Chris Bryant your right, your everyday right field. Go with the well, then you, but then you run the risk of him and Hayward colliding again. Right, and you're putting Bodie at third base every day, or you're putting Baez at third base every day with Russell at short. I mean, you know, there's some pieces there, and and Brandon Crawford is no well, you'd have to get a, either. Right, you have to get so if you, the two moves you made were two infielders, you would do it to play to move Bryant to the outfield and to fix second base somehow. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's an option. His flexibility provides you that. So, but yeah, uh, I mean, I, I, I don't, a, like we could say like, oh, they shouldn't sell out, you know, they shouldn't sell out the farm for this year. They don't have a farm. No, they don't really, you don't have to worry about <laughs> like so, accidentally trading your top prospects. It's, it's really and have that's it, right? I mean, Horner and, and they, I don't think they're going to move him at all. And so, you know, Amaya's way down there, and I think you can move him because you have Contreras. He's not going to replace Wilson Contreras. So there's your one piece. My Sox fans' friends have been trying to pawn Alex Colome off on me for Amaya for, <laughs> for the whole season. Yes, I'd rather have – I would rather have Bummer yes, pay less than to get Colome. Absolutely. Have, we have our closer. His ERA is only 13 and a half. It'll be fine. <laughs> Did he blow up at some point when I wasn't paying attention? He pitched in that in the ridiculous game two nights ago and gave up three runs in the ninth. But it's you know there's no adrenaline. When oh, to get to the, the eighteen. Yes. Okay. He whatever. Was, he was sixteen, seventeen, and eighteen. He hadn't pitched it. The Skelso was fourteen and fifteen. Okay. He was supposed to finish the game and couldn't, so they had to go to their closer. So they had to go to their closer when down twelve. <laughs> but uh, Joe rightly figured we're not going to fucking need him for a while. Right. So it was a matter. Craig, you want to get some work in? Let's go. Okay. Well, it, this, is, this is a fun situation to be in for all. Sorry, adjusting here. Now, the best thing they could do would be to just play better. Well, that's within them. Yes. Oh, no, they're... I mean, I'm, I'm, I meant it when I said it, and you agreed. I believe you meant it. They really do have... They have fewer roster problems than the other teams in the division. I mean, but they have problems because they could, they could every team in the, the division has some big hole in it. The Brewers can't pitch to save their ass unless until they get to Josh Hader, and even he occasionally just decides to give up home runs. They could come out of the break and win twelve of thirteen, and I wouldn't like it. Wouldn't be out of character. I wouldn't be surprised, you know. And hell, one twelve out of thirteen street probably puts this division away. Well, uh, this this pre All Star break crap is a is a um tradition yeah. ever since joe got here they, this right. is the week these two weeks they always play like shit but they don't add the four weeks out of it usually well, that's true 
yes, they they they're not supposed to putter around 500 <laughs> the weeks before that, which then make the right. um, the bad two week stretch that much worse. I mean, and you could you could say like, well, what's the point? They're just going to get labeled by the Dodgers and the NLCS. You know, best case scenario, and perhaps that's true. You know, but like, yeah, but you don't. We you don't you don't play that way. I mean, no, it's, it's because, a short series. Like it's not it's not the NBA. It's not the NHL right. where you where you plan for the playoffs. You kind of just get there and. Or even if it is the NBA, it's it could be that you're the Toronto Raptors and you're overmatched going into the finals, and then everyone oh, gets hurt. Two of the three best players <laughs> in the other team all of a sudden fall down hurt, <laughs> right. and you're like, "Holy shit, we're gonna win the NBA championship!" Right. Although they tried that two years ago when Corey Seager couldn't play, and they still got <laughs> throttled. But like, yeah, because they decided that they weren't going to ever get Kike Hernandez out. Right. Which is really. Would you something. like to hit another home run, Kike? <laughs> we can help you do that. <laughs> we can help you with that. Um, Corey's yeah, got and- a, Corey's got a thing for the Cubs. He he tries to dodge them all the time. He got hurt before the second series this time too. Right. Yeah. He yeah. He just doesn't like playing against them. I mean, but like. Okay, I mean, if the way it shapes out, you know, you win the division, wild card comes from somewhere else. You play the Braves or Phillies in, in the first round. Well, I mean, those are hardly juggernauts. No. I mean, it's, it's, you get to, your whole goal is to get to the playoffs as many times as you can. Mm-hmm. Because shit like the 06 Cardinals happens. And the 11 Cardinals. I mean, they were terrible. They won 83 games. Yeah, they, they were, were bad. They were, yes, they were lousy. And they win the fucking World Series because they got hot for two weeks. Right. It can that's what you're, so you just you get there and you don't give up on seasons when you might get there, especially when you know we don't know how long this will last. In theory, the Cubs spending actual money and putting money in development will always be pretty good, but they're the Cubs. Yeah, I thought there was a small dig from Theo at the Rickets. Like it was very coded. You had to kind of look for it. I forgot what it was he said, but there was something. There was some reference where. And it was like, well, we, you know, we, we have the team we have, and and that, or something, it was something like that. Where like, if you if you wanted to try and read between the lines, he's like, well, I thought we were going to be able to add to this team, but my dickhead owner <laughs> says I can't. Well, I I would be astounded if he's not. If there hasn't been a pretty big falling out. Yeah, but we would have heard about that. Someone would have that. I mean, just the idea that we, I mean, we know without knowing, I mean, there's no 100% confirmation, but it's pretty evident that this Theo plotted out last offseason, this most recent offseason, one way, and all of a sudden, his boss said, oh, no, you don't have that money. Right. I mean, we know that. We talked about this last time. Right. I mean, you're here, he makes the grand plan, and halfway through, the rug gets pulled out from under him. You're not going to be, you know, you're going to be pissed. I mean, they're very good with the media, but I... I have to believe that if if Theo had 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 was doing a heat, well, it'd be a face turn in, in terms of the Ricketts. If he was unhappy, if he was fidgeting at what the budget was, some we'd have heard one peep, and we have it. And you know, Theo doesn't want to rock the boat because that starts to get out, and God knows what you've got. But someone would have that. I mean, someone would know. I would think. I don't know. We'll find out I mean, next offseason. Well, I mean, but look at the stuff that our beat writers get distracted by. Gordon Wettmeyer's written like four articles in the last two weeks about Javi and the home run derby. Because <laughs> that's the most important thing that's going on right now. It's right. Javi. Will he yeah. or won't he? Right, but okay. Like, holy well, shit, you wrote another fucking story about Javi and the home run derby? But Sahada doesn't like carry water. I don't think. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't you know. I, I, maybe I'm being a little rose-colored, but 
Yeah, you I know. know. I mean, I'm so, not going to. Certainly, not, writes certainly the, not going to say that he does. It's just like the Hawks. When someone writes the book ten years from now, we'll we'll find out. Well, that's the thing. I mean, is there somebody saving all the good shit for when they, you know? I remember when people got mad at Sam Smith because there was all that good stuff in the Jordan rules. And they're like, well, how come you didn't write this in the paper? He's like, well, no, I put it in a book. And you <laughs> bought it. Read the book. You read the book. You didn't write it down. Here it is. Um, you seem to be enjoying the book, so you're welcome. Yeah. Boy, Sam Smith was just a different breed. Yeah. He's still with us? He's still with us. Yeah, he writes for uh, Bulls.com. He writes for Bulls.com now. There's an upset. And he's got the disclaimer on his column every week that they don't approve his stuff. Sure they don't. Okay, okay yeah. Sam. Okay, Sam. Because <laughs> that's an organization that wouldn't do such a thing. No, they're all about transparency. Yeah, real, real transparent. Um, well, okay. so what's the conclusion to all this? I think the conclusion is that if if we're sitting around expecting the seismic, holy shit, this is the trade that shook everything up, it's not going to happen. Because even if Theo wanted to do it, he doesn't have the person to trade. Yeah. I mean, there's. And there's... so, but there, what we came up with good news is that really, if you would just go find one more bat, preferably one that can run around in center field. Um, it can run around in right field. That's true. He's just as good a center fielder. I'm sure wanna, the. I don't want to do that long term. I wouldn't want to do that next season. We could do it for the rest of the season. We could do it for the rest of the oh, season. Oh, shit. They, they put. Daniel, they propped Daniel Murphy up at second base last year. Barely. And said, please hit it right at him. Because he's still going to have to knock it down, pick it up, and then throw to first. But then he didn't hit, so it didn't matter. No. Yeah, and the other thing is they can't... Well, he's a cub killer. Basically, what we've said is there's no one they can trade to do the shakeup to wake everyone up. And even... The way you do this is fine. You would trade if you said this season is toast. You would trade someone who is high salary to open up more money to then change your team around next year. Yeah, but you, the high salary guys you can't trade. But the thing is, like, yeah, they don't even really have that many high salary guys. Well, the like, two the two that would come to mind right away would be Hayward and Darvish, right? And you gave them no trades. You gave them so, no trades, and even if they were going to go, you'd have to eat. Their contracts are basically no trade clubs. You'd have to eat some of their salary. Yes, so you, you, you free up if, some, but not if, all. Of it. If Hayward finishes out of the year with an 800, 820 OPS, you might have an avenue there. But if he's actually hitting, you know, then you're like, well, we are getting yeah, the player. We, we finally it. got the player we signed. <laughs> right. Now we're going to trade him. Now we're going to move him without a solid plan of how you're going to fill two holes now because you need center and right because. We're waving the white flag on Albert Almora. I mean, I think I know the answer to this, but if he'd have had this year last year when he had the player option, okay, would he have opted out, used it, and no. said, "Hey, I'm pretty good. I can get more money." I he's don't still think he not, he's not getting. What does he get? Twenty five, twenty? Yeah, it's too damn much to pass up. Yeah, he's not going to get the more than that. Not at thirty. No, no, that player option was never going to happen <laughs> unless he hit like forty homers. Um, he's going to hit twenty this year. And we'll, the, and we'll be happy first to time in a long time. We'll be happy to take it. Yep. Oh, he's been good. He's been good. Jason Hayward is so far down their list of problems at the moment. Like, no, he's one of their, he's one of their most dependable players now. Cause he, okay. all, he always gives you good defense. So let's, we'll end he's up, actually hitting. So we'll, we'll end on this or we'll, this will be our team. What is more likely they continue doing this and the season kind of just peters out. Or coming out of the All-Star break, Rizzo and Bryant both go on one of those three-week binges where they, you know, they go, you know, 
uh, God, I don't even know. Like, what's three weeks? 18 games or so. So, you know, something like, you know, 20 for 32 or something, driving in a bunch of runs, and they rip off a bunch of wins. I mean, we know what these players are. Yeah, it's more likely they do that. Yeah. I mean, the reason, the, take. the reason this is so frustrating right now is because they're too good to play like this. Yeah. And so you watch it like, what the fuck? Just get your shit together. Yeah, I mean, that's my problem. Is It's not... I, I mean, mean, we've I seen... We're Cub fans. We know what bad looks like. This isn't it. I can handle slumps and, like, weirdness. Like, that happens to everybody. It's just the looseness of it. It's the getting picked off, yeah. thrown out on the bases, the errors, the dumb decisions. That... That speaks to something else. That's not just like, hey, I'm not feeling it for this week, you know, or I can't get anything to drop. That's like, I'm just not tuned in. And I don't want to pin that on Madden because we've already tried that. Well, uh, the, the sign to me that there's something. <laughs> Wait till you see the next play. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, the sign that they're that it's a team that knows it needs a kick in the ass was a couple of weeks ago when first Wilson when he hit the grand slam against the White Sox right. as he was rounding second he's all you know he's Mister Demonstrative he yep. was screaming at the dugout yes like you know, like let's go look what I just did we can do more of this and then was the next day when Javi did the same thing when he hit the three run homer off the that was the Braves I guess yeah. And he did the exact same thing. And it just felt to me like those are two guys who are like, all right, it's enough of this. You know, both of them very visibly trying to light a fire under everybody else. Right. And that's someone to pay attention. It's great that they want to do it. It's troubling that they both feel that they need to do it. Yeah. But then, you know, those are two of your leaders. I mean, those are two of your prominent players. So yeah, it's two of your four best players. Does that mean like Rizzo and Brian have just been checked out? I can't imagine that. Yeah, that's that but they're also not they're not the same well, especially Bryant. I mean, I don't think his heartbeat ever gets above right. Which is amazing to me that he's not better in in men with with uh, runners in scoring position. Because he seems like he would be the perfect guy to be like this is just another at bat. I'm just gonna do my thing and and he has not been good. Hit baseball. And then Rizzo, I think, really is the closest thing they have to a team leader. Mm-hmm. You know, he, everybody seems to like him. He That's plays hard. He, you know, he, all the things you need to actually have the cachet to be a team leader, he's got. So I don't I'm, know. I'm fading into darkness here. I forgot to turn into light, but we're about to end anyway. So it doesn't yes. matter. Um, well, yeah. So there you go. So yeah, we fixed nothing. We fixed all nothing. Point out that it, this problem is worse. <laughs> and if by you the, thought it was bad, I've made it worse. And by the time we do this again, we'll have lost two games with the White Sox. People will be throwing themselves out of windows, and David Kaplan will actually hang himself on TV with a very colorful tie. Yes, indeed. Um, yeah, Can't the wait. worst thing would be if they lose two games to the White Sox. They don't just—they lose the cup. <laughs> they have to win one of the two to retain the cup, and I think we all know how important that is. Right. It, hey, you'd be surprised how many it's still important to us, how many Cubs fans it's still important to. <sighs> That's. I don't even think it's important to White Sox fans anymore. I don't think they care. I think most people have forgotten there is such a thing. Yeah, I mean, I think even Sox fans who used to think this meant everything are like, no, we've got our cool team that's like getting better. I think yeah, we're they're good. actually worried about the other teams, the American League Central, going forward. Mm-hmm. They're like, how do we beat the Twins? Yeah, we're, we're Cub fans who should be have completely put the White Sox riv- rivalry in the back in the rear view mirror it seems to be coming back right because like one of, of the things look well look at least we've got this because of eloy and seats yeah 
That's like, you know, you that's what you do. You trade players. And honestly, we used to make this argument all the time that it's not it's not necessarily a bad thing. Actually, it's not. Not necessarily. It's not a bad thing when you trade a prospect and he turns out to be really good. Makes it easier. Because what time. that does is it means that when you're trying to sell a prospect to another team, they're like, well, they actually produce guys who are pretty good. For a long time, the Cubs were always selling guys who – they were all selling Pat Klein – and you know it's like it's like you know like no i don't want that guy your prospects always suck well that's not the truth anymore and yes it kind of sucks to watch him doing it right across town but it doesn't matter no you play them four times a year you can ignore them the rest of the year don't worry about it i also i don't remember exactly but i remember when they when cease was added he was far from a sure thing then like i was like oh he throws real hard but man there's a lot and he looked at today he throws real hard. He's got great stuff, but we, you know we don't know if he's ever going to know where it's going. No, and if if you're a team, if you can add a good veteran, a young veteran pitcher on a good contract, and you have to trade a prospect pitcher. You do it every time because right. those guys get hurt, or they don't develop, or they don't do whatever. And we did we did this show. Yes, we did this right. show. I mean, Dylan Cease might be good, but he might never be good for as long as Q is, and you still end up winning that part of the trade. So don't worry about it. All right, then. I guess the only thing left to do is to make sure everyone enjoys their fourth. Yes, happy fourth. Don't blow your fingers off. You have no sense of whimsy. I have no sense of whimsy? Yeah. Well, blow your fingers off. (laughs) Thank you. And uh, we'll try this again next week, maybe two weeks, because there's no baseball next week. We can do it live during the All-Star game, because that's such a big thing. Oh, God. Maybe there could be a big trade the day after the All-Star game. There could be a huge trade that changes the... the, uh, the whole landscape. I still like the all-star game. I hate, hate, hate the home run derby. Um, anything anything that Chris Berman is on, you know it's bad. And oh, well, he's not on it anymore. Oh, is he not? He didn't do it last year. Thank last God. year the format last year was pretty good, although it was it was more entertaining because Schwarber was in the final. So right. he had a vested interest in it. And Bryce Harper cheated to win. Yes. But it doesn't matter because it's a fucking home run derby and it's an exhibition and nobody really, Kyle didn't care. I don't know why other people cared. Uh, the home run derby is better than it used to be. It's still too long. It's still stupid. And I also, I do like the all-star game because it feels like an actual game. Plus it's the only thing to do. Like there's nothing else. I'm glad. I was at the one, I was at the tie. You went up to Milwaukee for that one. And I was, I, I really do think I was one of the first people in the park to go, they're going to run out of pitchers and we're going to have to end this game. Yeah. And then it ruined the All-Star game for a decade. A decade or more. Because you had to have the stupid, this time it counts bullshit. So I'm glad that's out of it. And we're just back to, hey, this is kind of a fun game. Just play right. it, and then we'll get on with the rest of the season. Get on with our lives. All, All right, right, then. Good. Well, thanks, Sam. Enjoy your holiday, Andy. You too.